0: Thanks for joining us. This is Mike and Jeff riding the right. I am on the road, uh, so doing things from an iPad wasn't sure how well it would play out. It actually worked pretty well.
1: Is that why you're Jeff the Wanderer right now?
0: That is why I'm Jeff the Wanderer.
1: Okay. Okay, like, makes sense.
0: I, makes I wasn't sense. sure. How, I didn't bring my personal laptop because I didn't feel like traveling with a bunch of computers. And I wasn't sure how well my, uh, my iPad would handle StreamYard. Because for some reason, this very popular podcast streaming service does not have an app. Uh, which I found actually kind of surprising uh, I wasn't sure how it really would surprising. work
1: especially for yeah Apple
0: well and, and StreamYard's pretty big I mean a lot of big time like YouTubers and stuff like people who actually have audiences not us
1: um use Jeff, this service we have tens of people I don't None of right know now because our, our, our view I don't know like if it's zero.
0: tens or ten uh, for those of you who do listen, though, thanks for listening. I, we appreciate. Anyway, it Anyway, so yeah, much. there's no app. so I was you. kind of surprised by that.
1: I mean, but so far started. it's
0: working pretty well. So as long as uh, keeps working, we should be good.
1: Yeah, I see a few knockoffs, but nothing, um, nothing real. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I looked a few times, but anyway. Yeah, I'll check it. I'll an Android. See if that Android has it. One.
0: Apple doesn't have it. Android doesn't have it. Android is the dumpster fire garbage service that people who are anti-apple use because
1: to make a statement no i i use android because i like android better that's all nobody nobody likes android better you can just admit Uh, okay jeff
0: you can just admit you just hate apple
1: jeff stop being the chief (laughs) get away from apple
0: i actually don't like apple i just got tired of using i had an android phone for a long time i got sick of the fact that all their stuff didn't work at least the stuff I download on yeah, Apple yeah. works.
1: I mean, that's your. They assessment. think differently than no one. Hey Jeff, if that's how you really feel. You're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into our topics since we've been live streaming for two minutes and never said anything useful. <laughs> that's mo- that's what most of podcasting is. We we discussed this today. Very true. Very very <laughs> true. So our topics for today. Um, so we wanted to first talk about, um, Biden and how the Democrats are starting to cast him aside. Um, we, we noticed this before we talked about this before, there's been some Biden meters and people pointing out, um, how low polling for the president normally impacts the, the party. Um, but what I saw yesterday was AOC would not endorse, um, Biden if he ran again. And there's been questions on if he should run again or if he even will run again. So we're starting to see a a shift and it seems to be a turn on the dime. The DNC has decided this, now this is gonna happen. And of course we have Bernie Sanders who's endorsing Biden because that's what Bernie Sanders does. He's anti-establishment. So whatever the DNC says, he will do the opposite. So Jeff, I know we talked about this before, I know we said it's a long time until uh, November. How bad do you think the Democrats are going to get reamed in the in the primaries and and in the midterms?
0: Well, I mean, the primaries are I know that's not what you meant, but to clarify. So So
1: for the primaries, the establishment um, Democrats. Do you think any of them are going to disappear and you see another wave I, I like don't think the squad most ended? of the
0: prim, most of the primaries have already wrapped up um not all but most have uh, mm-hmm. around the nation and I wouldn't have expected and, and I don't expect for um what what's left out there that any Democrats are going to get primary out. the party at large is primarily um, the voters in the Democrat Party are straight line. They act like that's a Republican thing. That straight ticket voting is just what dumb Fox News viewers do. Um, that's the that's the talking point of the left and and of the educated intelligentsia um, on the left. Um, but the reality is, I would say ninety five percent of Democrat voters are straight ticket party voters. And if there's a D next to someone's name, they're not going to challenge them. They're not going to primary them out. That's I don't think that's going to change. Um, and we haven't seen it in any of the primaries so far. The Democrats are getting primaried out. So I didn't really expect that. I don't expect that. Now, when we get to November, when we get to the general election, I am hope, I am hopeful and cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually very optimistic, but I say that because, you know, many, there are many a slip betwixt the cup and the lip, and, and I, I don't want people to sit back on their laurels and think this is done because it's not. Uh, but I'm very confident that come the general election, we're taking back the House and the Senate. I think that we are going to flip. I think we're going to have a, a overwhelming majority in the in the House. I'm saying like 300 plus seats in the House. Um, right now, the the House is split by, I think it's 18 seats. You could fact check me on that, but I want to say it's 18. I think we're going to have the House by a good 60 to 70 seats. I genuinely believe that. Um, I think you're going to see districts in uh, middle of the country states, in in flyover states that haven't been red for a quite a long time flip red, um, because we're seeing it in very blue districts across the country, red local people being elected. Whether it's DAs uh, in Seattle, whether you know whether it's um, you know city council members and and student uh, student or excuse me, school board members. And I think that's you're going to see that also happen with the Congress, this, the Senate, um, to be open and honest, I don't remember which senators are up in all of which blue seat senators are up. If you could give me the list, I could tell you right now which ones I think are gone. Um, I think we take the Senate back, um, but I don't know that we, I don't think we're going to get a, a veto proof majority. Yeah, You know, if that's what people are thinking you, to get that you need a two thirds majority in the Senate, we're never going to get that I don't think we're, we're going to have a, a 60 person uh, Senate, but I think we'll have 53 to 54 seats if I remember correctly, when I looked at the at the the seats that were up for grabs this election, but in the house with every seat up for grabs, I fully believe we end up with 300 plus seats in the house. Okay,
1: so really quick um the house is 220 democrats 2 and i republican and six are vacant
0: okay so it was so it was 11 and then the six is 17. the six that are vacant um if i remember at one point were not but but either way so um yeah i think i think a, so it was 17 a not senator passed away if i remember correctly well it would have been a congressman not a senator no, but i know what you mean sorry. Yeah. um but So 17, not 18. I was pretty close. But yeah, I think we're going to end up with 300 or so seats in the House. And out of a House that has 435, that'll give us a massive majority in the House if we can pull 300 seats. The problem is you still won't get anything done if the Senate isn't veto-proof. And to get us a veto-proof majority, you need two-thirds. I don't see us getting a veto-proof majority anytime that's just that's that's too many seats to flip but i think we could get past the filibuster in 2024. uh this year i think we'll just get the house and we'll get the senate we'll be able to stop any democrat progress on any of biden's uh agenda items i don't think he'll make any progress in his uh second in in the second half of his uh term i think that you'll see the entire democrat agenda shut down in november
1: yeah so, really quick. So, Arizona, there's Mark Kelly. Um, California, that's not going to change. California Colorado. won't
0: flip. Arizona is very much up for grabs, I, I believe. Um,
1: Colorado. Connecticut.
0: Connecticut won't flip. Colorado could. Georgia. Um, Georgia will flip. I. Georgia's one that I am positive Herschel Walker's winning that seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herschel Walker's up against Raphael Warnock. Um, the probably most uh satanic preacher in the country uh in my opinion um and it's disgusting that he even calls himself a man of god because he's not um and and i normally don't make those types of judgment on people because that's god's tr- uh, place to make but he is very much uh, a false prophet so i i don't have a problem calling him out on that um but Herschel walker i think guaranteed wins in georgia
1: yep we have hawaii and illinois i think both of us hawaii will Hawaii will
0: flip illinois won't flip maryland maryland is actually i I, it's unlikely to flip maryland's a very strong democrat stronghold but it's not impossible to flip i don't know much about the race there um i i would if i had to if i had to call it now i'd say it stays democrat but it's Mm -hmm. possible it flips
1: okay and then we have uh nevada and new hampshire
0: new hampshire won't nevada will
1: (laughs) new york any thoughts on that, Chuck Schumer?
0: New York. If New York flips, it'll be probably the biggest story in the in the election cycle. If New York gets a Republican Congress, uh, Republican senator, that'll be the biggest story in the news cycle. It's not impossible, though, to be totally honest with you. Upstate New York is going to vote uh, harder than they normally do. New York City has had a mass exodus in the last few years, so there's not going to be as many votes there. It's it's, it's unlikely, but I would yeah. not call it. A, it's not as impossible as it was in 2020.
1: Yeah, it's also important to point out when it's when the Democrats are doing this bad, the voters won't come out for them. So you're going to have a huge push of Republicans coming out and Democrats sitting at home. So I I mean I, I agree there is a possibility, um, but yeah, we'll see what happens.
0: And, and these then, are just Democrat seats you're listing off, I assume, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. And I'm then Oregon. Uh, Oregon won't flip. Oregon's bluer than California, honestly. Yeah.
1: Vermont and Washington.
0: Washington, no. Vermont, actually, I could see going. Uh, Vermont's pretty blue, but Vermont's so small and so weird in some of the things that they do there uh, that it wouldn't surprise me that much. But of the seats I that you listed, the only ones that I think are, are a lock, the only one I think is a for sure lock is georgia i think georgia for sure flips which that alone gets us 51 49. i believe nevada flips gets us 52 48. i believe arizona flips gets us 53 mm-hmm. 47. that's probably where we end up is somewhere in that range i think we end up with a, a very small majority in the center
1: but enough to block things enough from the to district. shut them down yeah and i, I wasn't real to ones brad but i think really any point I don't think many, I don't think Republicans are really are in danger of losing their seats.
0: No, I don't. I mean, you could name off what's what states are, and we'll, we'll go through it. We've got time. Let's do it.
1: All right. Let me just scroll back down.
0: Glad you've got the list up. Cause yeah, doing that, I can't do that stuff. Well, am um, if I do it on my iPad, I'd lose the whole screen.
1: Yeah, no problem. I got two screens in front of me. So we got Alabama and Alaska. Um, no one, no, mm-hmm. Arkansas,
0: Arkansas stays, Florida, Florida stays, Idaho, Idaho is really, really, really red. Mm-hmm. People don't know it because nobody talks about Idaho, but Idaho is super <laughs> red. They might be redder than Florida to be totally honest.
1: I think so too. I think Florida's just talked about more because they're one of Florida's the big got a bigger states.
0: population. Yeah. More people know about it. gets more news.
1: Yeah, Florida's what Idaho's third, probably third largest.
0: Uh, I think based. I think with the newest census, yeah, I think they're the third largest population state behind Texas and California. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, good. And I think Indiana. they grew
0: them. I think they grew the most of every state.
1: I uh, think they actually
0: grew I, by more than Texas.
1: They did. Texas, Texas, and Florida were leading the states. Um, it looks like pretty much people from New York and California just moved to Texas and Florida. Yes. Yeah is eyeballing well, them
0: hopefully they don't ruin them which is the concern but um yeah i don't I, think so, it is
1: only because the hispanic vote is shifting very much red
0: i don't think it's going to be a problem either i just think that's the only thing to keep a watch out for but i actually think that many of those voters are flipping when they move when you start to actually look at the registrations in those states republicans are registering more voters in texas and in and, and in florida Mm -hmm. um than democrats are in registering new voters so if that's an indicator of people moving and registering to vote you are getting more red voters
1: oh yeah i'm sure this is the the last of the republicans in those states going to a conservative haven
0: yep Uh, and i think it's Mm -hmm. i think it's some democrats that have their eyes opened by the actions over the last four two to four years yeah. I think there's a big group of people who are who were truly moderate Democrats that have, that the party's left them behind, and they're be they're against what they would say there is their better judgment or against their will are shifting to Republican. They're shifting to vote red because they'd rather vote red than vote for progressives.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I think a lot of it is also like the schooling and all the progressive policies being pushed in schools like you're you're, that, you're, you're, that's you're that's turned a lot of people off yeah i i think a lot of, it is a lot of people But i think specifically is the suburban moms that you're pissing off and that's a, a huge demographic in the democratic party
0: i think yeah i think that's a i i agree with you i think that's probably the largest number that and And again, like you said, Hispanics, I think Hispanics are also uh, very upset by it. If you look at a lot of the people speaking at these school board meetings are some of them are suburban moms, but are also Hispanic. But there's a lot of Hispanics speaking up because they're by and large as a demographic are very socially conservative. And um, the the kind of the woke progressive politics are pushing those people away.
1: Yeah. What's interesting is you also saw a lot of um, black fathers speaking. Um, I was surprised yep. by that as well. I was, I was expecting more mothers, but a lot of videos I've seen are black fathers speaking.
0: I've seen a lot of those too. The Democrats, in reality, have, uh, and, and this has been this has been an ongoing trend for a while. We're kind of off on a tangent, but this uh, has been an ongoing trend for a little bit. The Democrats have become they went from being the party I don't know that they were ever ever the the party of the of middle class America, but they claimed to be. They've stopped even making that claim because if you look at the vote count. For Democrats, they skew very heavily white-collar, highly educated whites. Um, they are not the they are not the the party of middle class whites. They're not even really the par- party of middle class brown and black people. Um, they're the party of the elite. And what they've always claimed the GOP was the the rich old white guys. In reality, that's more and more shifting to, to the Democrat Party, especially if you look at the twenty twenty numbers for, for the way people voted and how that broke down. Mm-hmm. The so they're losing what they used to make as their one of their core voting blocks. You know, was um, was blacks, uh, Latinos, uh, women. They're losing in all those categories. All three of those demographics are moving away from Democrats.
1: And not only that is you don't need to lose a huge percentage before you start losing badly right like there's some well, yeah states you not winning a,
0: by a huge percentage
1: right you're winning some states by 0.3 percent or three percent so that's not a lot of people that just shipped over and I think um so like looking from I think Obama's first term to um 2020. The black vote has been shifting republican by like one or two percentage points every year so it doesn't take much before your core um voting block um isn't enough to help make you win so you either have to yeah, right. start doing stuff for them or you risk losing them forever like there's a right lot now, of black people that you know love guns you can't keep threatening to take people's guns away when black people know that the gun laws were formed to take guns away from black people when like the biggest mass shooting in America was from was native Americans once the government took their guns away. So you, you have those stories of like, Oh, if you take my guns away, the first thing that's going to happen is the government comes to shoot me. So there's, a, there's a lot of things that the, the government Democrats are doing that you're only appealing to people who live in gated communities. Like, I don't know many people who like yeah let's take your guns away in detroit
0: that's the thing you're not going to talk to many and i i'm sure i'm not going to say you're not going to talk to any but you're not going to talk to many real suburban americans or even urban americans actual people that believe that nobody but cops should have guns
1: and it's weird because you guys think Police are an inherent evil, which we maybe we'll talk about when you get to the Uvalde shooting. But you somehow want them to be the only people that have guns. So I think it's just these blatantly obvious, hypocritical statements. They're like, "Oh, there's no way I can stand with you because you're not making any sense whatsoever." Yeah. So
0: I I think their voting their only voting blocks that exist at this point are, um, overeducated whites and specifically liberal liberal arts over educated people because they're they they act like oh we've got the majority of college graduates what you actually have is a majority majority of liberal liberal arts college graduates not it, like, it's not like a bunch of Democrat voters are physicists and engineers and, and doctors and lawyers, not to say none of them are, because um, there are plenty of ultra liberal physicists, a.k.a. Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of the most annoyingly woke, idiotic people on the planet, who is probably the least informed, most over listened to man alive. Um but that's a whole separate I could go yeah. off for an hour about all the things Neil deGrasse Tyson is wrong about. So uh, the problem because we'll he does with he, him. he goes way like okay, I don't know as much about astrophysics as him. That's what he knows. You know what I do know more about than him? Gun policy, uh, religion uh, um, <laughs> it, like, the list goes on and on and the problem is everybody listens. well he's got a PhD and he's a physicist. he knows every no he knows one thing literally yeah. he knows one thing.
1: The thing is, like, the more degrees you get, the more specialized you get in one thing like Ben Carson is a amazing neurosurgeon. He didn't seem to be that good as a politician because he's been focused on cutting into people's brains for the last 30, 40 years. It's hard to keep up on politics when you're doing nothing but studying that and there were learning there were other thinks,
0: reasons Ben Carson wasn't a good politician. Oh, I, your, I agree. Point is, your point is well received. I, I like Ben Carson. There are a lot of things though that he did poorly in when he was trying to run for president.
1: I agree, but my point is he wasn't prepared to to run as a politician because he's he's been hyper focused in that. that I, was, that I agree. My point. I think he no, I, done better. I agree. I'm not
0: I'm not disputing yeah. the point. I was more making a point that Ben Carson, man, that guy squandered some potential. Um that that was my biggest <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> but I right. agree with what you said. But yeah, that's my point is so they really have they have a lot of highly educated liberal academics. I would say they have academics is what they have. Um, they have uh, upper class upper class and upper upper middle class whites. They have and they have unions. and unions are shrinking around the world, around the country. so that voting block is becoming less and less of a problem um, because frankly, uh, every union job in the country is being eliminated. Uh, the reality is, no matter what anybody says about oh, Ford's adding this and GM's adding that, um, all those companies, for a litany of reasons, are going to continue to uh, continue to be bailed out by the government or go bankrupt because they have terrible business models and they don't know how to uh, actually work for their customers. So the only unions that will be left is public sector unions, and only half of the public sector unions support Democrats because. The union leadership for for example one of the largest public sector unions which is the fraternal order of police um the union leadership backs democrats the union members don't because democrat politicians spend all day telling and talking about how they're villains exactly the only union membership that actually supports democrats anymore is probably teachers
1: yeah yeah i would say so but i think even that's going to start to shift when Republicans are pushing for policies like we should have security at schools, like because right now they're saying like yeah Republicans just want, just want to give teachers guns. And it's like no, we want to make sure that there's one one entryway, one in, an exit for the schools during school hours. We want to make sure that the doors are locked. Uh, we want to make sure that there's security there, and you know, uh, we think a gun-free uh, zone is a bad idea. That's kind of like the last thing they that they kind of talk about. Well, well let's to, uh, let's later. save
0: that. Yeah. Let's save that for when we get to that topic because I know not right. want to talk about that whole topic and there's a lot we can get into on that. Because, as you know, gun gun control is a, a big hot button for me. I everything you're saying I like, but let's let's finish this topic and then jump to that.
1: Cool. So, so, what as we were saying, Biden sucks and he's killing the Democratic Party.
0: Yeah. Next so the topic. only other comment I was <laughs> the only thing I was going to say about the whole Biden thing is this is. It, it, they are definitely starting to drop away from him. And and there's talks internally about how they can get him to not run in 2024. A lot of that, the AOC thing was interesting. But the thing I want to remind people of on the flip side of that is AOC wasn't hot on endorsing Biden the first time either. So using her as a barometer for where the Democrat Party is, is not really a good idea. What What's more interesting is to watch the media narrative on Biden shift, because that means they're getting instructions from on high. Uh, Where AOC sits, I don't really see that as a a, as a gauge, right? Because AOC is so far left that she didn't like Biden getting the nom in the first place.
1: That's that is true, but the fact that she did that on CNN—that's my point. There's there's one thing I agree, but
0: she's also the same woman who who fought against Nancy Pelosi publicly being the speaker. So that's my point. Is AOC says some crazy off the wall things? What's more interesting is that you're seeing. More and more news article. What's really interesting to me is the news article I saw two days ago in the New York Times that Democrats in behind closed doors are talking about how can they keep Biden from running in twenty twenty four. The New York Times releasing that article is a big deal.
1: Pretty true, but the, they have an issue because if you don't run Biden, you almost have to run Kamala.
0: There won't. Run, I guarantee you, Kamala won't be on the ticket. I know. Even if they run I, Biden, I think they drop Kamala.
1: I agree. I think that may give them give them the edge of, of winning. But if you don't run Biden, you almost by default have to fall run Kamala or you're just, you know, you, you have no run. chance of winning. You have zero chance. You know of who win. they're going to run. What are you, who are you thinking? Hillary.
0: They will put Hillary on the 2024 <laughs> ticket. I'm not kidding. I'm not. Uh, i I make a lot of jokes but i'm dead serious it will be a hillary uh, hillary fronted ticket who they put as a vp i'm not really sure that could be any one of any nameless rabble of idiots but it will be hillary clinton on the ticket because there is no one else in the democrat party that they believe can win for them because they won't put bernie is too old and too loony um elizabeth warren is too old and too loony biden they don't want kamala is a, a disaster I mean, Kamala Harris
1: makes seven four. She, she's up to I'm
0: not saying she's not old and I'm not saying she's not it, it's an insane move. But they're gonna do it. The woman won't go away. She she refu- she continues to get back into the into the limelight, and the only plausible explanation is that the DNC wants to run her again. And they already manipulated a primary once to get her the nomination. I find it not at all unlikely they will do it again. Unless she dies before 2024, I think she's the nominee.
1: (laughs) How old is AOC? Is she 33? Uh,
0: Old enough to run for president. Or she will be in 2024
1: anyway. Okay. I I know she's around her age, but I can remember if she was...
0: She's slightly younger than me. Uh, I think she'll funny. be old enough to run for president in 20 in 2024. She's slightly she younger than I am. She is 32. I'm looking. Yeah, so
1: uh, her birthday is October.
0: Close. So she'll be 33 this year. She could run for president in 2024. Yeah. Because hey. she will be 35 by election day. And she actually only has to be 35, I believe, by inauguration, not by I think it's, election. I think it's anyway. inauguration. This. So either way, she'd be 35 by election day. So she could run for president. She will not get the nomination. She Whether won't. or not she entered, she might throw her hat in the ring. I could totally see her doing that. There is zero chance AOC gets the nomination. The DNC will not allow it to happen. And we yeah. know for a fact the DNC cheats their primary to stop people from getting the nomination. That isn't crazy election talk. That isn't that is a proven fact that even Democrats came out upset about when they stole the election from or stole the, the nomination, nomination from, from Bernie. Bernie Sanders. So that is a proven, undeniable fact. And if you think they won't do it again, you're crazy. They will definitely keep AOC from getting the nom.
1: I think they will again as well. However, when they did last time, they pissed off a bunch of progressives and Trump got in. And if you piss off AOC and her her squad, you're pissing off pissing off everyone 35 and below. Because there's no one in their 20s that's not a radical progressive.
0: I I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think the DNC leadership sees it that way.
1: Oh, I, I agree. But I'm I'm. Fairly certain what's going to happen. I agree with you is that AOC is going to run. She's going to be winning. Something's going to happen. And AOC doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut, unlike Bernie Sanders, who still kept it somewhat political because he wanted to make sure that Trump didn't win. She's going to say something. And like I said, 35, 40 and below are going to be pissed off. And that's enough people. She will get 10%, 5% to stay home. There's no way you're gonna win.
0: I I see it a little differently than you. I think that some of what you said has truth to it. I, I think that there's a couple things that I, I definitely disagree with. One is that she'll be winning in the primary. I think she'll be more likely to be a Elizabeth Warren or a Kamala Harris than she will be to be a Bernie Sanders. Um, she only appeals to a very small subset of the party. And while they are vocal on Twitter and they're vocal at rallies, they are not vocal in the voting booth. And the majority of Democrats will not vote for her in the primary because she's not appealing to them. I think and just like Kamala, Kamala is a super crazy progressive. She couldn't break 1% in the primary. I don't think AOC, what I do think will happen is AOC will get dropped out and people will say And whether it was manipulated or not, people will say that the DNC screwed her and those same people will stay home, just like you predicted. I believe that will happen. I don't believe, though, that it will be that they'll steal the nomination from her because I don't think they'll have to. I don't think she can win with the majority of Democrats. Mm -hmm. And in a primary, it's purely Democrats that you're worried about. I don't think a majority of Democrats won AOC.
1: I mean, I, I see your, your point, but I think she's a lot closer to Bernie Sanders than she is Kamala Harris. I think she's going to be she's not going to be in the I, I think in,
0: I think policy wise, she's closer to Bernie Sanders. I think likability. She's more like uh, she's more like Kamala Harris. I think she's much less popular than people think she is. She gets a ton of press, but so does Kamala, so did Kamala Harris before she was VP. Kamala Harris doesn't anymore because it's become more obvious how bad she is. Um, when she was a senator, they talked to her all the time, and people thought that's why people thought that she was a good VP nomination.
1: Yeah, I see your point. The only thing I think of is that AOC also does like a lot of Instagram and Facebook lives, and it seems to be that only the conservatives are the ones that are like pointing out the dumb things she says, at least with Kamala Harris. Here, I think I people think were pissed off think- about.
0: I think I'm saying, at least with, with kamala harris gotten.
1: i'm saying at least with kamala harris people were pissed off at her policy as a as a da and there's a whole bunch of other things prior to her running that people knew about aoc's history as a bartender there's not dirt for them to dig up on that knocks her down because Kamala I, Harris, i think
0: there's two things that'll hurt her one there is a ton of dirt about the way she got her seat currently there's a lot of a lot of dirt around Um, bribes and taking money under the table. There's a lot of stuff that's come out about that. That's kind of been washed over. It won't be in a primary where somebody like Hillary Clinton wants to shut her down because what people forget is Hillary Clinton started the birther movement against Obama. She will, she will put dirt out against AOC. So one, there is more dirt there than people think Two, I think I look, I could be totally wrong, but I think you overestimate the amount that the demographic that watches her Instagram and Facebook live stuff, I think you overestimate the amount that those people vote. A lot of the people are vocal, but they never actually make it to vote.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think a gone. lot
0: of young progressives talk about things and then never actually go cast a ballot.
1: I get what you're saying, but it's also a point that AOC is 35, The young progressives aren't young anymore. Like the the, the schools have been, have been I don't,
0: many, for, I don't think there's as many, I don't think there's as many 35 year old progressives in the country as you do. I think that's the difference. So I think that that's just like historically liberalism is, is more a thing for historically, this has been true. And I believe it's still true that the majority of liberals are liberals in their youth. And then when they get families and jobs, they shift more and more conservatively as they get older. I think that the people who right, are, I think a lot are, of are progressives... in AOC's age bracket are not as progressive as AOC.
1: Right. Well, I think a lot of people and at least even in our age bracket um, aren't getting married and having kids they're staying young longer than previous generations so that liberalism and progressivism is lasting a lot longer than um what wasn't normally happening
0: that's that's true but it's also not that's true in large urban areas that already shift very very blue but you can't win a primary in those areas you've got to win places like iowa and um, and Idaho and stuff like that and those places, there the statistics show that people are actually going back. People are having kids younger in in the middle in the middle of the country again. I, I think she I think AOC could pull better than Kamala did and can win places like L.A. and New York. I don't think she can win somewhere like Des Moines, Iowa. And to win a nomination, you've got to win there.
1: So what do you think Bernie Sanders couldn't and she couldn't like the the split Ber- in Iowa was because Bernie Sanders he- is not
0: as progressive as she is. Bernie Sanders is, is an open and avowed socialist. Don't get me wrong. I hate the guy, but he is. He's actually not as progressive as AOC. He's never pushed woke politics. He's pushed socialist politics. And it's purely been on the economic side of things. He's never been somebody pushing a lot of the more progressive things like critical race theory, like gender ideology being taught in schools that's the type of stuff that aoc willingly attaches her name to that will lose her votes in the middle of the country
1: okay that's your point now yeah
0: i i think she's i think people associate her with bernie sanders because she backs him all the time but bernie is a lot more centrist except for his economics he's still a loon (laughs) and and look maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe aoc will get the nom and i'll admit that you were right and i was wrong and that's just the way i see it the way i see it is aoc is a far less viable candidate than she than she appears to be i think anywhere else in the country besides where her current district is i don't even think she'd be in the house i think she would have been challenged out of the house in 2020 if she was running anywhere else
1: i mean i I, I would agree with that um i'm just thinking. Between Hillary and AOC, that's a hard choice for Democrats to make. I'm not one, so I mean I'm not I sure mean, which one I would choose. I agree
0: with you on that. The other thing though is the Hillary machine will destroy her. <laughs> the Hillary machine will rip AOC to shreds.
1: Yes, but the machine is more like mainstream and not Instagram live videos and memes and stuff like that.
0: That doesn't matter in caucuses and stuff that's the, my, my thing is what wins in a general election what wins in the prime in a democrat primary i don't think i the same because the democrats control the way their primary is run they will first of all the dnc like i said will align itself with his with hillary not aoc so they'll do a super delegate thing and shut and hillary will only need to win five percent of the vote to win the nomination um and and i think she'll she'll just She'll go after AOC so hard in the in the debates and so hard in city in places like Des Moines and stuff like that, where the Iowa caucuses are so important. And that will kill the momentum of AOC. And she won't be able to keep her campaign going deep enough into the primaries. That's that's just what I think. But look, we'll we'll see when it happens. I don't think AOC is going to run. So I don't really think I don't really think we'll ever find out because I don't personally think she runs as runs for president. I think she's more likely to run for senator than she is to run for president.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I have Hillary Clinton, Cory Booker, I think Elizabeth Warren is going to run. She's not. Going I think to she'll run. I winner. just
0: don't think she has a chance.
1: Those three, what else? I mean, there's only like 11, 12 candidates. I can only think of three.
0: I mean, there there may not be that many candidates go this go around. But first of all, Kamala will try and get her name in the hat. She'll try and run on the fact that she was just vice president. They just – she won't get anywhere with it because Kamala Harris is so unlikable. Um, she is – she literally could not get I, – I, I don't think she could get a single vote this time around. I don't know if her own husband would cast a ballot for her. Um, but let's see. So I think you get Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders might, but he's really old. It's unlikely he'd run again. Bernie, Hillary, Elizabeth – or sorry, Elizabeth Warren, Hillary, Cory Booker, um, There's not a lot of prominent Democrats. Uh, Mayor Pete will run again. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, Mayor Pete will definitely run.
1: Is um, he Andrew Yang?
0: Andrew Yang will run. He won't get anywhere, but he'll run. Um, Marianne Williamson or whatever her name is will run. Um, Tulsi Gabbard will probably run. I she'll run right. as a, she'll run as the enemy of the entire party but she will run she's for some reason has refused to change parties so far so it signals to me that she has a reason uh, either she just really is just doesn't want to which is strange or she has a reason which is that she's going to run as the centrist democrat that's going to realign the party i could totally see that being her message okay that's uh, fair
1: yeah she, I, it's interesting cuz she's spoken a lot of like conservative uh, yeah,
0: but, but she refuses to shift parties, so it, it's it almost looks to me like she like she wants to like like I said, try and run as hey, I'm the I'm the moderate Democrat that most of you agree with. I want to realign the party to the things that we believe and move away from the far far left progressives. And she's going to try to appeal that appeal to the broader base of the Democrats, which in actuality is their best chance of winning the 2024 general. Um, but they won't let her get the nomination. Because she's yeah. pissed off too many people in the party.
1: Very true. So you, there's a there's a list on Washington Post. I'm going to read it off. So number ten is AOC, um, Gavin Newsom. She,
0: you might be right about everything you said about. It. I just don't see her running. I just really don't. know oh, if she does, I, if she does, I think she's out by Iowa.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, AOC, um, Gavin Newsom, Corey Booker, Sharad. Gavin Brown. Newsom
0: will run. Gavin Newsom guaranteed will run.
1: Roy Cooper I don't
0: know. Roy Cooper is the mayor is the uh governor of North Carolina
1: okay we have
0: all read everything except for a, Dem- a blue Democrat freaking uh governor
1: <laughs> yeah how did that happen
0: I wasn't here for the last election I, I don't know there are accusations that he stole the election that are pretty rampant in North Carolina I wasn't I didn't live here but yeah every every other every other seat in the including the lieutenant governor is a Republican so it is really weird.
1: Yeah, do you have? Um,
0: but yeah, it's Roy Cooper is the North Carolina governor. I could see okay. him running. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he'll get very far because he has no record that is likely to get him anywhere. But mm-hmm. he's been very careful about COVID stuff, like not going as extreme as people like Gavin Newsom. I think that's that he so that he has broader electability. Mm-hmm. Also, so he doesn't piss off the North Carolina legislature, but. Um, I, I I could see him running. I don't think lie. he'll get deep, but I could see it going.
1: That's fair. Then you have Amy Elizabeth Harris, Pete, and Biden.
0: Amy. Who? Amy Klobuchar.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, she'll probably run. She'll be a joke. Who was it? Pete and who else? Biden. Oh yeah, I don't biden wants to run again it's very obvious to me he wants to run again i don't really under i mean i guess joe biden's telling him to i don't know um it makes no sense but i cannot for a second see them if he runs they won't open a primary because they can't never in the history of i can't say never because i don't know but i what i i would have to look and see but never in my lifetime i can say this has a sitting president had to primary for his own ticket An incumbent president in my lifetime has never had the primary to get the nomination to be reelected. So if he runs and they open up a primary, that in and of itself signals that he won't be the nomination. Because if they wanted to give him the nom, they would just give it to him. Because that's Mm -hmm. what you do with a sitting president.
1: Yeah. The incumbent just
0: gets the ticket.
1: Yeah. What's interesting in this list, Harris is number three and Pete is number two. For, I um, told you like,
0: Harris would run I fully believe Harris will run oh no
1: I'm not that it's the actual the ranking that Harris is number three right. and not that's Mayor Pete
0: isn't yeah that mayor yeah Mayor Pete uh, he's more positioned or I fully believe he's gonna he'd probably if Hillary doesn't run he'll be the front runner
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on literally no accomplishments but he will be the front runner because they don't want AOC anywhere near the nomination because I I know that they realize it's political suicide for their party um Klobuchar isn't very popular. Harris is a freaking joke. Um, Cory Booker is not popular. Uh, again, I really think their I think their best actual bet of winning would be Tulsi Gabbard, but they will torpedo her immediately if she announces.
1: Well, as you can see on that list of top ten, she was not there.
0: now I don't think anybody. But I honestly don't think any, and this isn't. I, I do think I'm smarter than every person who's ever been had the job title of journalist. I, I do believe that. Um, but this isn't me just. Saying it for that reason. I don't believe any liberal journalist would ever think about the idea of her running. But if you think about it just outside of the box for a second, you think about why would a woman who's speaking at CPAC still say she's a registered Democrat unless her reason is to say I'm gonna fix the party.
1: Mm-hmm. And look, I can pull enough moderate Republicans with me to actually have a chance of yep. winning.
0: Yeah, but I can pull the moderates on both sides and we can have a centrist party like people want. That's what she's trying to do. That's her angle. I fully expect her to try and do it. Whether she runs as an independent or a Democrat will remain to be seen. But I personally believe she's going to run as a Democrat trying to appeal to the Democrats who feel they've been left behind. And it's honestly not a bad idea. The yeah. problem is she has no chance because the DNC will pull out every single maneuver they have to destroy her.
1: Yeah. It would be nice to... Uh... For her to run as independent because i think she's probably the strongest candidate to actually give a viable third make a viable third party at least for that election not long term but
0: i mean i won't vote for her but um i would be perfectly happy to see her i'd be be, perfectly happy to see her pull votes from the democrats yeah well
1: i think it's gonna be higher than the three four percent that the libertarians or the green party oh
0: i I agree i think she'd pull like ten percent of the vote i think that she'd actually she's a viable candidate um, because even people like you and I, who, even though I could never see myself voting for her because there's too many things she believes I don't, she, even you and I can agree with some of her policies. She's that close to most people that, and she doesn't seem like a lunatic and she's, um, uh, got military service on her record. And, um, she's, she's not crazy old. Um, there's a lot that's going for Tulsi Gabbard as a politician. But as long as she attaches herself to the democrat party which for some reason and I, I told everyone the reason you heard it here first i will probably be the only person who's made that prediction um because the all-knowing maha rashi is no longer with us so i am going to make the prediction for him when she runs as a democrat that's why because otherwise why would you speak at cpac and not change parties because that's the perfect time to come out and say you're switching parties oh 100 that the publicity, all of that, she could have set herself up to run for the the House seat that she gave up as a Republican. Mm-hmm. But she didn't do that. She's got a plan. She's not stupid. She's got a plan.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so you wanted to talk gun control. Let's talk gun control.
1: Well, so I also wanted to talk the, the Uvalde shooting, because it seems to be a, a lot of information going around around that just doesn't seem to be correct so i guess jeff what what have you heard maybe like from like the first or, or second day and have you heard anything as contradictory to that or have you kind of just i don't really heard any anything different?
0: contradictory to what i heard at first um but yeah i haven't heard anything contradictory so i'd be interested <laughs> to hear what you've heard contradicting what was first what first came out i mean the whole circumstance i, I find the whole situation very it's very strange. And I don't want to get conspiracy into deep conspiracy theories because um, it's, it's, there's a lot, it's, it's a horrible situation what happened, but it's very weird a lot of what happened. The kid was, was firing his gun in the school parking lot for 12 minutes before, uh, before he entered the school. Police didn't respond. The school was unlocked for some reason during the day. They heard shots fired and did not lock the, school down which is very strange the police got on site and uh the sheriff didn't even bring his radio with him because he was worried it would get in the way and he was trying to to aim his firearm which is idiotic Um, there's a lot of things i could get into that the police actually detained parents from trying to go inside and save their children and wouldn't go inside on their own um because it was uh, according to police dangerous for them to respond because they you know they didn't know where he was even though you're in, literally your entire job 100 percent of your job is to put yourself in that situation and okay. if you can't do that job you shouldn't have a badge um all right yeah, all right but, all right, but, but all most right. of this most of this doesn't contradict what I heard in day one day one I just didn't hear there weren't hardly any details
1: okay or first week whatever so this is the the timeline that I've heard and then from a few different sources, act like a week or two weeks later um so he sh- shoots his he well first off he's posting on instagram or in snapchat and all the social media sites that he's going to be a school shooter he's going to shoot the place he said this to multiple people they don't do anything um he shoots his he he gets two two rifles he shoots his Which no one has
0: asked where he got the money to buy two very expensive rifles, by the way. But again, a lot of things are suspicious and weird. Let's we'll talk I, I
1: hundreds of rounds, but I, I, I agree with that. Um shoots his grandmother face, takes her truck, crashes it into the um into a hill where everybody's by the school. Um the funeral home sees that, they go out towards him, he opens fires on them, um, then he starts running towards the school so because the funeral home called it in the police head to the funeral home and not to the school first so that you have you heard heard that at all i'm just wondering
0: i i've heard that i don't necessarily i find i i still find it weird i've heard that but i don't it doesn't add up to me again a lot of things about the whole situation don't make sense to me that's right um why you would why you would know the things that you knew and then respond in the way that you did Yes. Um, but anyway, go on with the timeline. Yes,
1: so he, he, he uh, he's running along the school. He shoots into like three different classrooms from the outside. Then he runs inside. Um, what happened was the door was propped open, and the resource officer propped
0: open by a teacher, from what I had heard.
1: Yes, it was propped open by a teacher. The teacher heard the school shooting, the, the shootings, runs outside, and then runs back in and doesn't close the door, and that. The officer that's supposed to be there wasn't there at that time period, but like he wasn't like he was there that day from what I understand. He just wasn't there at that certain time. Um, he runs in into a school, into, into the school, into a classroom. And the classroom is connected by a, a, a bathroom and he goes in and locks both doors. Um, so what the new information is, is that the police were pursuing him in there. So the police were there and knew what room he was in. Um, I want to say not immediately because they haven't given like timestamps on when this happened. But they were in there before the 45 minutes or an hour or whatever has been said before.
0: So that that <laughs> contradicts what I've heard. And I would also question if that's factual because their own state uh, yeah maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But mm-hmm. their own statements, the sheriff's own statement after the event is that that's not what happened. So that to me sounds a lot more like covering your ass than telling what actually happened. I do not believe they entered the school that quickly. Based on the way they immediately responded to the situation and what they said at the time, if you respond, if you went into the school after the shooter, then you would have gone then you would have said that immediately. I don't believe that that's something they forgot and they just miscommunicated. I believe it's something they didn't do.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's very weird as well. I I agree that I, it's so hard to figure out who's telling the truth and who's not. But apparently, in the pursuit, several officers uh, were shot in in Grace. That's why, allegedly, that's what I've heard. I haven't seen anyone in the hospital or anything like that. But allegedly, yeah, I haven't several, heard I haven't
0: heard of any officers that were wounded or killed in the attack. So that's again, that sounds a lot more like deflection than actual fact. Maybe yeah. it's true, but I haven't. There's no evidence to support that being a true narrative.
1: Right. So that again that's why i'm asking what have you heard and how is the narrative so shifted? i haven't heard the
0: newest information you you supplied i i uh, so that is new and that is contradictory if it's true it changes the narrative but at the same time it doesn't to me and, and so i'll tell you why number one as i said i don't believe it because it doesn't it doesn't match it doesn't pass the gut check of sounding like accurate information which to me is the first thing you should always do anytime you hear anything on the news is does this pass rational analysis of what you think could have happened. In this case, I would say the answer to that is no. It does not sound rational or logical. But the second thing is, let's pretend all of that is true. Does it change anything about what happened? No, it doesn't to me. Because the response time of a very small town to respond to a relatively small town to respond to an active shooter at a school uh, and and go to another location when the funeral home, from what I have heard, indicated the guy ran towards the school even during their 911 call uh that's information they had at the time and they should have gone to where he was reported to be rather than go to the funeral home it would make logical sense because you've reported an active shooter at an elementary school Um, the other thing that again wouldn't make that story make sense or wouldn't change it to me even if it is true is you do. I, I do know for a fact that parents were detained from going inside the school to try and do anything to get their to get their kids out. And if you had if if you had officers inside trying to do something, then you would have told those parents that we are taking care of this. You wouldn't have just stood outside and detained parents and then ultimately let them go. One mother ran in, was detained, got released, jumped the fence, ran inside, and got her kids.
1: So that's that's another thing I wanted to talk about. So she was actually interviewed. Um, So there's a clip going on around her saying she did that. But if you watch like the five minute clip of that interview, she starts to contradict herself multiple times. Like she said, she she ran in and one classroom had already been emptied because the police were at that class at the classroom where the school shooter was. And they were emptying, out all the other um, classrooms at the time. So by the time she had hopped the fence and got in there, that. Her school, her kid was already outside. Then her second kid um, was still in there and the teacher wouldn't let her in. So the fact that she went in and got her kids is false. Um, the other story about the, um, Border Patrol agent going in and killing the shooter is false. Like, like the police were already inside. He's he's admitted that the police were already inside, um, and that he wanted to breach, but he didn't have any protective gear and the other, the police did so that's also a a false narrative that's going around Um, that that's from them that's from the parents who who said that not from news or anything like that um so and i agree with you that i think the the police did it wrong the reason i'm going to say that is because it was a, a school shooting and in a school shooting the policy around the nation is to rush in immediately because more than likely the school shooter is a coward and is going to shoot himself when he's actually confronted by all the people who have guns. Instead, they changed it to a. Um, they treated it like a hostage situation. Yes, in which case they just they sat outside and tried to for God to get in, and. Which said, again
0: goes against their narrative that they got they went inside immediately.
1: Yes, and that's you that's, couldn't that's,
0: have done. They couldn't have done both, which is why I don't believe that statement.
1: Right, right. That's why I was asking. Um, I still don't don't know what to believe. Um, I think they did a horrible job. Uh, they failed the community. They should be. They should be. It, 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 this is the. These are the scenarios where it pisses me off that police aren't legally obligated to protect you. This is, these are scenarios like this where, the, oh, that's their job. It's like, well, the Supreme Court has said numerous times that you're actually not required to protect and serve then this is this is the scenarios where like these police nothing can happen or could happen to them instead of the, the fault of them being fired or them being sued or numerous other things it's like my job is not to actually go in and save lives so yeah I don't
0: care yeah I, I agree with you I don't care what the Supreme Court has said and I don't care about anybody who wants to make that argument is a, is a show because the reality is if you put on that badge Have the balls to put yourself, especially, look, anybody who's under attack, that's your job. If you don't want that job, nobody made you become a cop. Last time I checked, you weren't drafted into being a police officer. So you had a choice. You chose this. If you didn't want to do it, don't do it. More than that, though, if you can't do that for children, then you're a coward who shouldn't, not only should you not have a badge, you probably shouldn't be able to show your face in public. Because I don't have a badge, but I guarantee you I will run in that school. And I don't say that as somebody who, oh, I, you know, you never know in that situation. I know without a doubt in my mind whether I would engage somebody in a shooting in, in, a, in a situation where it's a bunch of other adults and myself. I don't know. You don't know what you'll do. If But if I know that shooter is killing a bunch of innocent little kids, yeah, I'd rather die than let little kids die. And if you can't make that decision as a police officer, if you can't say, I don't care what anyone says, I'm going into that school. If you can't say, well... I don't know where the shooter is, or I need. I don't have protective gear. I don't care. I, I just, I frankly don't. There is zero explanation to me that makes it acceptable. There just isn't one.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and that's why I I really feel that the police should more like this be ex-military. You, you serve, and then you you come home, and you're police, and you're with your your family. But you're, I know that you're going to do what's necessary. I have no doubt in my mind that. A someone coming from the military is going to do what what they need to do. But there's, there's certain cops who are like C averages in high school. It's like, all right, well, I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to become a cop. But I think we talked about this before about the the need for psychological evaluation on cops to make sure they actually understand the roles and what they need to do about it. It's
0: the whole situation is, is disgusting. But you know, and I, I don't know what to believe either because I do. The narrative shifted every day since since it's come out. I hadn't some of the things you said. I hadn't heard. Um, I had heard that that woman's story may or may not be true. I hadn't heard the border patrol thing. I knew wasn't. But the fact that the cops stood outside there's there's photographic evidence of that, uh-huh. and to me, that tells the whole story no police officer should have even needed orders to go inside that building. You simply should have showed up and gone in because that's what you, that's your job. And more important than that, that's your duty as a man when children are in harm's way.
1: Mm -hmm. You You shouldn't need to
0: be a cop to know that's the right thing to do. I agree.
1: What one thing I forgot to point out is that at one point, uh, according to the the latest narrative I read is that there were police outside the door and there were also police outside the window. Yet somehow they couldn't kill the shooter until they actually breached. Which that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. How you can have them surround it on all sides and somehow still so can't um, kill them until you actually breach through that door. That's I don't I don't get that at all. School school windows are massive. So you're saying one of the guys outside couldn't get a shot on him?
0: And breaching school doors is not hard either. That's see the, They make it sound like they were trying to breach into a vault. You're breaking, you can kick in a school door. You don't need special equipment to kick in a school door.
1: Yeah. They said they went through dozens of, of keys before they finally got. Yeah. I don't
0: know them. why they were using keys, but the police have battering rams, the little handheld battering rams. They the said their battering rams was in. far
1: away. It was 40 minutes away that's what they're yeah, that's all,
0: all the things that the key, that they've said and and i do know they said but all those excuses are like you could kick in a door you're grown freaking men yeah. you're trying keys when honestly shoot the dang lock i know it sounds like something you do in a movie but if they're like why are you trying multiple keys letting that guy execute little kids yeah, and why? And as we discussed, why did no one respond immediately when shots were fired? Why was the? Why did the teacher not shut the door? Why did um, no one respond to his numerous social media posts about what he was going to do? Um, how did this shooter get the money to buy two very expensive assault? Uh, you know, I, I, I hate that the people call it assault rifles. <laughs> two two very expensive AR fifteen and, and and tons of ammo. Ammo is expensive right now. Multiple hundreds of rounds of ammo is hundreds of dollars in today's economy. And the guns are each like $1,000 gun. Like where do you get this money? Because from the reports I've read, he didn't have a job. So no one's asking any of these questions. They just want to point to the fact that he went and bought the guns legally for his 18th birthday. And and therefore um, the gun control is the problem. No one's asking very clear questions. And again, I have I have a lot of thoughts on this that, that I'll, sh- uh, I'll share with you off the air, Mike, but uh, I'll save our listeners from them. Uh, for now, but the whole, there are a lot of things that just don't make sense about what, how this is being examined also, um, as, and, and, and I hate to, I hate to do this, but I want, it's important to point out like two days later, there was another mass shooting in Tulsa in a hospital. And that was in the news cycle for 12 hours.
1: Jeff, those people were black, So it doesn't matter.
0: That's correct. And it was uh, the black guy shot a black guy
1: Black guy, black doctor. Don't no care, because black lives matter isn't actually a thing that Democrats believe. No, because they did. Black they would realize
0: for the cameras.
1: Black votes matter. Like if, if, honestly, if black lives matter, someone would have said something about the fact that since the George Floyd killings, the murder rate in other cities in the major cities have Gone up so much that like hundreds of, of black men over like the that
0: Philadelphia and Chicago are war zones.
1: Yeah, but like even like the the ten year average is up by hundreds, if not a thousand. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. Philadelphia and Chicago. Philadelphia Philadelphia's homicide rate, I think, is tripled this year. Yeah. And Chicago is Chicago's averaging like two or three murders a day. Something ridiculous. I think last weekend they had like eleven or fourteen people shot. In Chicago,
1: um, I think mean that's in a day.
0: I thought it was like last, well, last Saturday. Shot or so killed? Yeah, I guess one day, uh, like uh, shot. I think it was over twenty, but killed. Actually, shot and killed over the weekend it was like eleven or fourteen. But you could look it up. But it's so. But nobody talks about that. But anyway, you wanted to talk about gun control around the whole issue, Mike. So what? What did you want to talk about?
1: <laughs> I know this is one of your favorite topics, Jeff. So it is. So Democrats came out with something that pretty much said we need to take a compensate all AR 15s, um, you have to do red flag laws, red flag gun laws. Um, we got to control the magazines and your guns, blah, 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 I just want to point out that no one reported this sh- school shooter. And that's kind of the, the whole purpose of right flat law is that someone reports them and. If no one's going to report you, then nothing is, is, you you don't get stopped. Um,
0: well, I'll point out something else too, since you mentioned that the other, I mean, I, I am staunchly opposed to red flag laws. I've been on the record about that before that. I don't believe there's any language whatsoever that you could make a red flag law that I would agree with on principle. I don't think there's any way that you should take a gun from someone that is deemed a threat without actual evidence. Um, but anyway. Have you
1: um? Sorry, have you read the the Florida gun gun flag laws? Red flag laws?
0: I have. I don't agree with red flag laws, and I just I believe it is a direct constitutional infringement.
1: Okay, so the reason I'm asking is there's certain states where um you just someone reports you and then they take your gun away, mm-hmm. In Florida you actually go in front of a uh a judge. You go in front of a
0: judge. judge. I still so think it's, it's. I still don't. Think oh, oh, I I agree. I was just
1: wondering if you. There's a difference between a California law and a Florida law. I was wondering if is. you hate I all of them. Both,
0: I think California's is worse, but I think they're both wrong. Okay. Um. But yes, that's a fair question. Yes, though I have I have read it. Um.
1: So, uh, let me go and read real quick. My problem with the laws is that when I read them, it's like all right. There's a preponderance of evidence that um your threats are credible, whatever. They can take your guns away, but making the threats are also against the law. So I'm confused, like if if it's enough evidence for a red flag law to exist, then there should be enough evidence for it- To convict uh, you of a crime. To, yes, to convict you of making a threat, which is a felony, which is like up <laughs> to 10 years in prison. So that's, that's what I'm confused is
0: a, is, so, so I agree, that's my problem with it, because there is, there is my problem with red flag laws, and, and I wanted to talk about some other things, but red flag mm-hmm. laws specifically, my problem with them is exactly that. You should I don't care if there's a ton of credible evidence or zero credible evidence that an accusation alone, a red flag law should not exist. It, it's a direct violation of the constitutional uh, of, of the Second Amendment of the Constitution shall not be infringed is very clear, shall not be infringed under no circumstances should you infringe my right as a as a law, as a law abiding citizen. And until you convict me of a crime, that's what I am of my right to have a firearm. Mm-hmm. If I have committed terroristic threats, that is a felony in as far as I know, every state of the union.
1: Yeah. So, so that's, that's, and, that's and what, what, unless
0: somebody can point me to a state where that's not a felony, not a crime, um, I am gonna make the gonna make the assumption it is a crime in every state of the union if you make terroristic threats. If you have enough evidence to take I'm, my guns I'm away, sure if, if you, you should have enough evidence
1: at the federal level anyway.
0: It probably is. But so my, you're get you, you get my at someplace. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but my saying. point, if there's enough evidence that you believe you should take my gun away, then there should be enough evidence that you are trying me for a crime. Right. And if you can't if you don't have enough evidence that a DA believes they can get a conviction, you don't have enough evidence to rightfully take away my guns.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good point. Um I have seen some push of red flag laws are good because the people who were suicidal they say like for every 10 guns you take away, you save one life. <sighs> Laws are, are too young to make that assumption. It's like, even, even if that was true, I've, Let me even if that was true, that may be true for like that first year or the first two years. I, wanted, I would wanna see long-term friends for that data point to even matter to me. Second, actually, if someone is that much of a danger to themselves, I think there's also ways to have them committed. Like there's, there, there's things you can do. First of all, you could sauce. have someone,
0: if first of all, if somebody is suicidal, you can put them, you can have them committed and put on suicide watch. That is true. Second of all, I'm going to say something even more extreme than that is. I don't care if you could show me with 100 years of trends, that this stopped people from committing suicide in 90% of cases. That doesn't make it okay. Suicide is not actually a crime. Is it sad? Yes. Is it a crime? No. Does it hurt anybody but the person who's being killed? No, not physically. Yes. And, and look, I've had people in my family have committed suicide. Um, so I'm not saying like it doesn't impact family, it does, but that is an issue for those people and it's very sad. It is also not something that we need to try to prevent through a legal measure that can be misused and mishandled as extremely as a red flag law. So I don't care if you can prove that it pre- prevents suicide, that doesn't make it acceptable.
1: Well, and that's fair. My point was saying that people making that statement I'm speaking strictly as an engineer and talking about the data. That data is useless right now. That was that was. I I, I, was getting at. I
0: understood your point. I agree with you. I'm just saying I don't even care. I'm going to take it even further philosophically. I don't care about what the data says because it doesn't change the reality.
1: Um, oh, but you're I, right. The data is
0: itself is flawed.
1: I agree. Uh, I think I feel like we talked about this before. Is with your 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 right to to life? Are you allowed to take your own life or? Blah blah blah. But we can we can get to that discussion later on or maybe at, at a different time Just red. uh, right. not too long. Um so then there was some more uh ten Republicans and Democrats got together. They also released some laws. I think one was or not. They didn't really well, what, they, re- they, what they, re-
0: they didn't really say, well what they they have kind of come up with. They've said that they're going to try and put together a bipartisan bill mm-hmm. that they agree on certain points. And actually, every single person on that list is now on my list of primarying out. One is John Cornyn from uh, Texas, who I'm no longer there for, and one is um, senator from North Carolina, whose name escapes me off the top of my head. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but because one of the things they put in the, a lot of things they put in the bill, I'm okay with is. Uh, mental health increased security at schools single point of entry I'm okay with all that I'm yes. great with protecting schools you know what I'm not okay with is incentivizing states because one of the things they wanted to put in there is they know federal ra- red flag laws are a no-go uh, people are going to hate it so they're trying to in their bill make federal incentives for states that institute red flag laws that to me is a immediate vote you out of office scenario
1: mm-hmm. so that's what I was going to ask you I know you did that but I was wanted to see the other things i had listed earlier so they they wanted to add money for mental health um they wanted to make schools a lot safer um good with all that there i think they were thinking about moving the age to get rifles to 21.
0: yeah i which, don't agree with that
1: the, the thing is it's, it's just so stupid to me it's like okay you can't get this gun but you can get a, a different gun well
0: you and, couldn't you wouldn't be able to oh no you can't you, can. that's you that's couldn't 20. get
1: 21 at that point Sorry.
0: Because handguns are already twenty one, which I also think is wrong.
1: Yes. We can yes, talk about yes. that in a
0: second. I'll let you finish your list and then we'll I'll talk about why that's wrong.
1: Actually I agree with that too. Um the red flag laws. There was something else that I can't think of. it wasn't the good capacity of the rounds, but it was something else that I was like okay. I think they do
0: did actually say they wanted to limit high capacity magazines,
1: which I also disagree with. Okay, I kind of I I thought that, I thought that was, was only in the the Democratic proposal that went through that. I would have to. i trying for. to
0: double check right now. Um, yeah, but I—I I thought it
1: was. But yeah, I remember like reading that. It's like, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, and then absolutely no, throw it all out. Um, that's the problem. Is
0: they they went they went started off with good things like, hey, let's protect schools. Totally cool with that, and then. It uh, goes to hey, let's encourage uh, states to have red flag laws.
1: Nope. Is the capacity laws in there? Um, the I'm, trying right now.
0: I'm trying to find the list because I found an article, but I just want the list of the of the points in the thing just to make it quick. Mm-hmm. Red flag laws, mental health. Closing well, the so called oh they also want to close the close some of the loopholes. It's fine, I don't really care. Um, expanded background checks aren't going to make any difference And higher. No, the high capacity magazines was not in it.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you're, you're around. Right. I'm I was thinking that you get a,
0: um,
1: other guns at 21, cause why do you see what this is
0: most people do think that Yeah. because that's what the media makes you believe.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I started looking into getting guns to much past 18 and 21. So I don't really care what the age was my issue with that and my issue with a lot of things is are you an adult or not if you're an adult at 18 then everything should be legal to you so if you can buy a house if you can decide to go into debt for college if you can go to the uh um sorry i'm having a brain fart yes going to the military and die for this country but you can't smoke tobacco now, you, you can't um, buy alcohol, and now you can't buy a gun. None or of that gamble. makes sense.
0: You can't gamble either
1: or gamble. So it's just like, are, are you a an adult? Are you are you a competent? Have you have you did enough to become an adult at eighteen? Yes or no? Because I can go to the military and get a gun, but I can't just go get a gun if I'm just eighteen and a private citizen. That makes no sense to me. And I I have a huge issue with the adult one and then adult
0: two that we have in this country. Yeah, that's that's my problem with it as well, is that at the end of the day, that's exactly it is the America is the only country on Earth where we treat adulthood as this like multi stage process. Every other country, every other Western country, you are you are given all the rights and responsibilities of an adult at a at the age of adulthood, whether that's 19 in Canada, 18 in parts in Europe. Uh, in most of Europe, you know, like, but here, well, at 18, you're old enough to vote for the leader of the country. You're old enough
1: to to to, have long-term effects that's going to ripple through generations.
0: Yeah, you're old enough to be conscripted into the military against your will, if you're a man. Um, And you're old enough to to sign on the dotted line for a $100,000 student loan, and you're old enough to take puberty blockers, that you're old enough to do when you're five apparently to decide your gender for the rest of your life. Um, But you're not old enough to gamble. You're not old enough to drink. You're not old enough to uh, to buy a gun or to smoke. So I agree with you 100%. Are you an adult or not? So if everything in the age of adulthood If you need to be 21 to buy a gun, then I want to see the people make, make it so you're 21 to vote. If you need to be 21 to, to buy a gun, then I want to see it, that you can't make a decision to transition. Until you're 21 years old, because for some reason, Democrats and and politicians across the board actually think this is okay, and Americans, for some reason, seem to think this is okay that we can treat adulthood as this moving target, where you're adult enough to decide to tell me as your parent that you're a, a boy not a girl when you're three years old, and I have to respect that decision. But you're not adult you're not not adult enough to drive a car, and you're not adult enough to drink, and you're not adult enough to go and uh, to go and buy a house. And don't but, forget
1: don't forget that your brain isn't fully de- developed until you're 26. So you shouldn't have to in- keep the debt that you incur before that. Well,
0: exactly, exactly. So it, it's a constant move. So make a decision, what, what age is adulthood? And that's the age that adults can do everything they want to do. That's the reality is that's the age that things are. And so if you want to tell me it's 21 to buy a gun, cool, then the age of everything else moves up. And I don't want to see any 18 year olds at the voting booth ever again, mm-hmm. but they're never going to do that because 18 year olds vote Democrat more, more than they vote Republican. So Okay, they're going to make that the voting age. So if you can legally vote at 18, you can do everything else at 18 years old, period. That's the end of story. I'm tired of people thinking that 18-year-olds are kids. They're not. 18-year-olds are adults. And if you want to pretend they're kids, then they're kids in every single way. Mm -hmm. And they have no rights as an adult. Or they're adults in every single way. Pretty simple. The other reason by the other, sorry, the other reason that the raising the gun age, if we get specific on guns is a problem, is that contrary to the media's lie that assault weapons kill most of the American, uh, most gun deaths in America are committed by most gun homicides in America are committed by handguns, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not by, not by, um, not by semi-automatic rifles.
1: yeah. Yeah, it's very true. So it doesn't change anything. In my opinion, no, especially just because, and, and not even that, there's been so many shootings where, like, the kid just grabs their parents' gun. It's, it's like, it's not, it's not even like they bought it or not. It's like, oh, the, the, the password to the gun safe is the password to literally everything else in this house. I'm gonna go grab and shoot up school because there's been seven year olds and 16 year olds who have shut up schools. So I, don't, I don't and, there, understand and there's been this people guns. who
0: there have been people who bought guns illegally too. Didn't get it from their parents or get it illegally. Just buy guns illegally because you can very easily if you want to, and go and commit shootings that way. But like you said, look, look. The reality is, I am a big believer. I if anybody's listening to this podcast and for the first time, it's like, wow, Jeff likes guns. Then you clearly don't listen to me talk.
1: Jeff, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You clearly don't like your guns because you keep cleaning them on boats. They keep falling <laughs> in the lakes. That's not but a that's not a sauce of double.
0: I have I have sweaty palms. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, sweaty but, palms but in really the bowl I, is not a good idea. But really, I'm a big believer in, in teaching your kids about guns that are because you know what makes a kid respect the power of a gun? Teaching them about guns, letting them handle guns. Mm-hmm. I learned to handle a gun at a very young age. I was I shot guns for the first time when I was no older than twelve, I would say. Um, it, it would, I, I don't remember exactly, but I'd probably say I was no older than 12, and, and I was probably younger than that, and that's because I was taught responsibly how to handle and respect the importance of holding a gun and, and the danger it poses, which is why I have very good trigger discipline, I have very good respect for firearms, and my, I have two young boys in my house. And they, my wife is well aware of the fact that it's not really – it was a debate early on, and it's kind of been one of those things. Very rarely do men win the argument with their wives. This is one where luckily I had her dad and my dad on my side, and I've won this argument that it's not a debate. When they're old enough and mature enough, they're going to the gun range. They're learning to shoot. I'm not going to make them shoot for the rest of their lives if they don't want to. Some people don't like guns. Boggles my mind, but some people don't. But I'm going to make sure that they understand how guns are to be handled properly and appropriately. And they know never to touch a gun when I'm not around them until they're an adult. And that said, on top of that, a responsible gun owner should also have all of his guns locked up. You're right. One of the biggest problems is people locking up their guns and and thinking their kids won't know the combination or where the keys are. Your kids are smarter than you think they are. They definitely know it. You You know, a good solution to that is all of my gun safes are biometric. Because every gun in my house is locked up in a safe, whether it's I have a, a very large safe in my office um, that where I normally record that you can actually see sometimes I have a very large gun safe that holds a lot of my guns. But I also have guns strategically placed around my house in case an intruder breaks them. In. Um, and whether it's in my nightstand, whether it's in uh, my theater room, whether it's at my front door, my guns are in biometrically locked safes. So... I don't care it doesn't matter if you knew combinations to everything else in my house my phone everything else my kid doesn't know it doesn't have my fingerprint he's not getting in my gun safe
1: uh, i was hoping it was voice activated and by voice <laughs> you say alexa it's time for vengeance but okay
0: that would I'm be fine, really I'm cool fine. and i kind of want to get one now uh, i kind of want to get one that does that but no, all, my, all of my safes uh use fingerprint yes. with the exception of my largest gun safe which is a combination that is totally different than everything else in my house mm-hmm. and is double locked. And the ammo is stored away from it in a separately locked box where the, where that is locked up somewhere else. So like, you'd have to go out of your way. And again, the most important thing is my kids now are small enough that you don't want them even touching it. So it's locked up. When they're older, they'll learn to respect it. I knew exactly where my dad's guns were locked up when I was a kid. And I actually knew where the key was, not because I found it out, because he told me, but he made it very clear to me that Only in an emergency, if I was at home watching my brothers or something, like, this is, if you need this, this is where it is, because I was taught how to handle it, and so were my brothers. That's how you prevent gun, accidental gun deaths, because that's the argument the Democrats always make is, you know, a lot of these are, you know, kids accidentally shoot themselves because their parents don't lock up their guns, or kids steal their parents' guns to go commit a, a school shooting. Kids accidentally shooting is because you didn't teach them to respect guns. Kids going and shooting up their their school and stealing your gun is because you a didn't secure it properly and b you didn't teach your kids to respect the sanctity of life or and, and to have fear of God. Those are both on the
1: parents. Jeff, it's because of the video games. I thought you know
0: Are they still using that argument? Is that still a thing?
1: I, th- I think some senators, some Republicans, actually have said that.
0: I wouldn't it, it, Republicans are normal. They're the ones who are really bad at who were really against explicit lyrics and music in the nineties. So it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Yeah. It's just like these
0: Bob Dole's g- wife, like led the charge.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, like these games are selling millions and millions of copies and yielding There's a court, there's a, some kind of correlation. See millions of copies, three shooters, maybe, maybe it's not the video games. Possibly. Didn't the dude who shot the president for Jody Foster say that
0: uh, he got it from Catcher in the Rye? I mean, there, people are going to find weird reasons to shoot people if they want to find weird reasons to no, shoot No,
1: it's people, people want to shoot people, and they yeah. pick whatever motivation they can.
0: That's what do, I'm right? saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, If, if you want to shoot somebody, you're going to find whatever justification you want to shoot someone. Mm.
1: So. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What was our other topic? I think we kind of covered it. It was Biden and the economy were separate topics, but we kind of hit both already.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had the, you wanted to talk about the bear market. I don't have any specific talking points on the market other than the fact that it's, I think calling it a bear market is generous. I think it's more like a giant disaster.
1: Well, Um, I'm calling it a bear market because it it officially became a bear market yesterday. And it's, we're down 22% from our high. And the bear market is 20% so we have officially hit a bear market it's going to keep going down yes like you really yeah had.
0: that's that's fair it is it is by definition a bear market i don't disagree i i think my point it was a little tongue-in-cheek but yeah i mean it, this is going to be worse than a bear market because the assumption with a bear market is that it will recover and this one eventually will maybe like four years like <laughs> the, there's no sign in sight of the bottom for this fall No, Which I, is- I don't know how much more Value we're all going to lose out of our 401ks before this is done. If we're going to have anything left, if you've no. got money to buy, don't buy yet because the bottom isn't anywhere close. So you're no. not near. You're not near where you want to start buying. We want to. You want to buy right before it comes back up. That's not happening this. That's not happening this calendar year.
1: Yeah, and not even that is. It's funny. I'm in like a few of these stock groups. Well, I'm in a stock group on Facebook, and it's included like amateurs. And anytime there's like a little dip and it comes back up people are like oh yeah i bought in. It. it's like no 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 let me let, let come up yeah it goes down a little flick for two days and then back down again it's like yeah it's maybe you, for you're still losing
0: yourself money because it's yeah. not coming back i i genuinely don't think the economy is coming back this calendar year i mean look we have nothing nobody, no reason the for media it is not talking about this in fact they're allowing biden to spread the lie that the economy is growing people continue to forget the economy shrunk for the first time in many years last quarter. And I'm sure that we're, we're going to see shrinkage this year. And it's not just this, this like quarter. I expected to see the growth slowing down to like 1% from where we had been. It wasn't, it wasn't just slow growth. It, we literally had negative growth, which means we had shrinkage in the economy. Mm-hmm. Our GDP shrunk by 1.4% in Q1. Yeah.
1: And we have uh, <coughs> two more weeks in this quarter, and and, uh, and
0: it's going to shrink. I bet it shrunk worse. I bet we're both. I bet we're greater than two per, or like we're worse than two percent shrinkage would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I think we're somewhere in the two point three percent range.
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, I think we're three four weeks from saying on this podcast that we're officially in a recession with uh, mm-hmm. two quarters of of um, decline. And I think we're what is it four quarters of depression? Um. Yes. Yes. Two to recession for a depression.
0: That's what I thought. So I think we're about six months from saying we're in the first depression since the thirties, mm-hmm. almost a hundred years later, we're having, we're going to have another depression. I, I believe that. I'm not happy about it, but I believe it.
1: Yeah. I just, I just feel bad for all the the people that are blue collars that are working standard nine to five jobs. Like, I don't know what they're going to do because when a shopping economy shrinks, their jobs are gone. Um, Jeff and I we're, were lucky enough that we tend to work on the future. So what I'm working on is 2, 3 years away. So my job For now,
0: but jobs like that go away too.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, I'm also lucky to, I, I tend to stay with small companies, so they actually can't afford to lose people, even if they start to lose projects. But that's a that's something different, but. As I'm talking about as, as engineers, as white collar, we tend to get hit last. We, we, we don't get hit. The auto workers get hit before the engineers do. That's, that's kind of my point. The The lack of, of car sales hits the people building the cars first, not the people designing the cars for f- four years from now. That's, that's it's
0: going to be bad for I everyone. Mean, it's also going to be you just bought your first home it's going to become worth less than you, less than you bought it for, um, very quickly. Uh, my home, like people are gonna lose money in this because the housing bubble is about to burst. So the housing market's going to collapse. Like it did in 2008. Um, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a major, so
1: so sorry, there's going to be a major
0: shortage of cars.
1: Yeah. Um, my parents, uh, I think they sold their house in 2007. So they they're they and they downsized so they got lucky. So when their their that house they got into shrunk, they weren't as concerned about it because they were had already downsized and already had pulled um money out. But I think it took them until 2015 to get back to the even point. Like in two thousand eight, um my house that I'm in now was at like hundred and thirty thousand and it's almost tripped, uh two and a half times that now in value and it's going to shrink again
0: but i mean and that it, and, and re- look how real the housing market is never supposed to go that direction that's one of the things that's supposed to be a very solid very safe investment is buying a house you yes. shouldn't lose value in it you shouldn't lose equity
1: No, yeah it should grow at slower rates and faster rates which is still is, generally be
0: growing and it should never be worth less than what you own it because you should always it should always be growing um so unless you've like uh, unless you've taken all the equity out of your home you should always have some of that equity but we're going to see a lot of it so there's going to be a, the economic crisis is going to get very real the fed is talking about i saw this headline today the fed is talking about the largest tax hike since 1990 or sorry the largest interest rate hike. excuse me um since 1994. Well, Interest rates were historically low for a really long time. People forget that. That's why the housing market boomed so much in the last few years is that money was virtually free. Yeah. Interest rates on homes were less than 3%, which is historically almost unheard of interest rates now are closer to the five percent range on a home interest rates in by the end of the year will probably be pushing seven or eight percent because the interest the, the Fed is talking about interest rate hikes again and they've already hiked interest rates a number of times but it's the well, they're, they can they're do actually the low talking about, because they've printed money over and over
1: yeah they're actually talking about doing um 0.75 percent uh tomorrow
0: yeah that's and that's why I was saying it's the largest hike since 1994 at a single time. No, they, they never they never jump by almost a percent. They normally jump by a quarter percent at most. And they're talking and they've already made uh, a half a percent increase in the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the net, in, in the total of like the last 60 days, it'll end up if they do hike the rate tomorrow, which they I'd be surprised if they didn't because inflation is so bad, then you're going to see one and a quarter to one and a half percent interest rate hikes in in a period of 60 days. In my lifetime, I've never seen the interest rate move that much that fast.
1: No. and So I'm not sure her, sure about you, but I've seen articles saying that it could be um, 7%, 8%. I have even seen some articles which I think are on the high end saying that it can go to double digits. I don't think it's going that high, but I know they're uh, predicted to make uh, increases every, every time they meet. Over the so year.
0: I, I said a minute ago, I thought you'd be by the end of the year, seven or eight percent. So I agree with that assumption because that, that's what I said as well. Uh, I could see double digits because if, if inflation doesn't slow the Fed, which is which is a big problem in and of itself, we could do a whole episode on why the Fed is a screwed up problem, uh, screwed up thing. But I won't get into that right now. But the Fed's only tool to slow inflation is to hike interest rates which is going to slow it's slow it's not just bad for consumer economy economies like the housing market it's also bad for business economies because businesses that can't 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 get loans to get capital for capital expansion they can't go get loans to do mergers and acquisitions they can't like a lot of things, that a lot of plans that if you work at a company and there are, are capital investments planned, a lot of those will get halted if the interest rate hikes that high because the cost of doing those things now just skyrocketed mm-hmm. because even businesses that carry a large amount of cash on hand typically finance their capital investments. Most of that's not done through cash. Um, most, most businesses will do that through their revolving credit lines um, or through uh, through debt bonds, things like that. And then they'll pay it down with their cash because they want to keep their cash flow as positive as possible. Because mm-hmm. cash flow drives earning, drives uh, earnings per share, and and, um, and drives your drives your your trading multiple. If you're on a private market, um, cash flow is king. And and companies aren't gonna if they have cash in the bank, but it's cost it's cost prohibitive to go and borrow money. They're just gonna halt capital spending. They're not gonna use their cash especially in a tightened capital environment, because if they use their cash, they will not be able to recover it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's, I don't wanna get into a a big uh, (laughs) dissertation about the way businesses handle capital, but it's gonna slow uh, economic growth everywhere.
1: Yes, yes it will. So we'll see what happens. We're gonna be reporting on it uh, throughout the year as it unfortunately gets worse and worse. Nope. Uh, is there anything uh, else you wanted to discuss today? Uh, I know we were playing off no, Star Wars topic, until...
0: I have one other topic, but we can we can talk about it later. You want to do a quick... I have one quick kind of nerd topic. I know we said we're going to save Obi-Wan until the series wraps and do the last three episodes at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have one thing that you may not have even seen yet. Have you seen the Joker 2 news?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing that movie.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen and, and don't know why Mike left... They announced today through, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter had an exclusive report, that the Joker 2 is casting, which is cool. And it's expected to be a musical.
1: So, all right. So, let's back up. So, I think the the casting was Lady Gaga.
0: Lady which, Gaga was expected to be cast, yeah. Yes, which I didn't
1: have a problem with.
0: I don't think it had been signed as a deal, but that was like the rumor, that was rumor. she was going to be
1: that the it was I, I saw lady gaga and then i read the articles like this is also going to be musical I was like oh yeah i'm not watching this yeah like, lady
0: gaga is expected to be harley quinn which i'm not a big fan of for a number of reasons i don't necessarily have a problem with lady gaga i don't care one way or another about that i don't like her as harley quinn for a few reasons one the joker in that isn't, todd isn't phillips joker? joker universe doesn't make any sense to have a harley quinn because you don't have a batman So there's a lot of reasons that doesn't make sense to me. Um, But all that aside, the number one problem I have with it is the idea of it as a musical. Why on earth would I want to watch a Joker musical? I don't even hate musicals. I actually like musicals. One of my favorite movies in the last probably five years was The Greatest Showman. I love that movie. Um, But I do not want – I don't think everything should be a musical, and that movie shouldn't be.
1: Yeah if i go see that it's probably like 3 weeks later and it has to be like user reviews are 90 plus percent like that's the only possible way i'd see that movie but i'm not i'm not seeing it opening weekend i'm not helping it, it get legs or anything like that it has to be amazing and a few weeks later yeah, that's
0: not a movie I will see it released. To be totally honest, I don't think I was really that excited about the Joker sequel in general. Because as I said, when we, I think we reviewed the movie. And I want to say there's an episode where we did. I liked the movie. I actually gave it very high marks. However, it's not the Joker. What that movie was, was a movie about a man's descent into madness. And they needed a way to sell it. So Todd Phillips said, the character's the Joker. And so that's what they did. It's not a movie about the Joker as a comic book character, and it's not an origin story for the. It's, it's a movie completely disconnected from anything that is, was, or ever could be the Joker. It is a movie about a crazy person, and it is an amazingly done movie about a crazy person with an amazing uh, director, an amazing cast, great acting from Joaquin Phoenix, stellar film not remotely about the joker as a comic book character and not a movie that deserves a sequel That's because there's was not a good say. way to do a sequel for it it uh, was a standalone success and should be left alone
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was that was what i was gonna get at is that this that movie was built to be by itself and because it made so much money they're trying to they're trying to capture that um capture that light or or, or capture that magic once again and it's going to fail miserably in my opinion I I
0: completely agree. I think it's, I think it'll get a swell of, of weekend success first weekend, and then we'll have a historically bad drop off on the second weekend. Whereas uh, Top Gun Maverick just set a record for the, the smallest drop off from weekend one to weekend two for a movie that grossed over a hundred million ever. Uh, Joker, I think will do the reverse of that it'll get a yeah. swell of people who like the first one and it will not get any people seeing it the second weekend cuz especially if it's a musical that'll kill it but even if it's not a musical it's just you can't do a movie like that a second time it wasn't it's not a movie that gets a sequel
1: yeah yeah i i would predict a uh, 70 75% drop between first and second week
0: i was thinking yeah i was thinking somewhere in the 70 range so i agree so, yeah, I, I don't think it will be good. And if they, if they really do it as a musical, I don't know that you could get me to go see it in the theaters. I don't dislike musicals, but I dislike things that are turned into musicals for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. I have no understanding of why they would even make that creative decision. It's honestly like the people at Warner Brothers sit around a table and talk to each other and say, what could we do that will make no one like our films? <laughs> and everything they discuss is what they tell the people to go and do. They find ways to make everything they have bad,
1: incredibly bad.
0: I don't. What? I don't honestly understand the decisions they make. Let's kill the Snyderverse—the one thing that people were actually hyped about for a long time. On the sure. flip side, however, let's do a musical version of the Joker.
1: Yeah, well, those creative decisions make something
0: each. me, Jeff. Oh, and you know how everybody loves everybody across the board loves Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Let's not do any more movies with her, but. Let's get Lady Gaga to be Harley, Harley Quinn instead.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure yeah, there's nuts. You know when the movie's coming out?
0: I, I don't know because they haven't even, I, as far as I know, they haven't even finalized the script. So it's very early stage, I think.
1: Okay.
0: On the, other, on the flip side, um, I want to talk about this when we talk about a we won. I just want to preface it for you. Have you seen the snapshot of all of the upcoming Star Wars projects from Disney? They are doing to it what they did to Marvel. They are oversaturating the market with terrible content so that it loses any brand identity whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I heard what they were going to do, but I...
0: There's literally like 12 projects in the next two years. Between shows and movies and stuff. It's, It's insane. There are like five or six more things coming out this year for star wars on disney plus oh wow that's nuts anyway thanks everyone for listening that same time same bat channel next week
1: Is it one?